Hello everyone, you're listening to J Movie Talk, episode 170, as I'll be talking Terminator 2, Judgment Day. See, I grew up in places like this, so I just thought that's how people lived. Riding around in helicopters, learning how to blow shit up. But then when my mom got busted, I got put in regular school. All the other kids were in the Nintendo. Are you ever afraid? No. Not even of dying? No. You don't feel any emotion about it one way or another? No. I have to stay functional until the mission is complete. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I have to stay functional too. I'm too important. All right, everybody. I am back for August, which I have dubbed Movie Sequel Month, uh, thanks to the poll that I put up here um, at the end of July and for and that I posted on uh, Twitter um, for everyone to kind of vote on and whatnot. And I know at the end of episode was 69 when i was finishing up talking about remember the titans i was like yeah well i think i'll be doing the superhero movies um for august because of the fact that um at that point in time that was the one that was in the lead um as far as the poll goes but um by the time it finished up and everything the movie sequels had uh overtaking it and henceforth why i'll be doing movie sequels for the month of august so I kind of picked a couple of interesting sequels um, to certain movies. And the first one I'll be doing, of course, is this episode, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, um, which, of course, is the follow-up to 1984's um, The Terminator and everything like that. Um, So, uh, getting into talking about the cast here, we have returning to the series and pretty much has been an every single one of them uh the one and only mr arnold schwarzenegger as the terminator lyndall hamilton uh as sarah connor edward furlong as john connor robert patrick as the t-1000 um let's see who else here we have joe morton as miles dyson and Jeanette Goldstein as Janelle Vaunt and Xander Berkeley as Todd Vaunt. And that's pretty much uh, your main cast of characters. I mean, there's a lot of people in the movie, but as far as the ones that have any type of real significance um, and everything like that is just those small group of people. So, and of course, it was directed. Um, the sequel was directed, of course, by James Cameron, who is kind of interesting. Um, in 1991, when this movie comes out, that he's directing this movie, but also too he serves as executive producer on his at the time wife, um, Catherine Bigelow's movie, a little movie called Point Break. So he had his hands on two very good movies that came out in 1991 
or whatnot. And speaking of James Cameron, I mean, here in recent years, uh, I've kind of lost um, respect, I should say, for the man as far as how he views certain things, especially when he came out here a few years back and said about um, in regards to women in, in movies and everything. And I'm like, you basically created, well, I wouldn't say created, but well, one of, he did create one, um, as far as Sarah Connor, as far as being a, oh, empowering, empowering woman for, you know, women to look up to, you know, being strong and independent and things like this. And even in the first movie, no, she's not the Sarah Connor that we see in part two, but even towards the end, she kind of takes over, you know, from where Reese, you know, falls apart basically, um, cause he's badly injured in the first movie, um, and everything like that. But she's still, she tries to get him, you know, back right or whatnot before he unfortunately dies, you know, trying to kill the Terminator and everything. But she does like, you start to see the makings of what we get of her in this movie and what he does with the character of Ripley and aliens from what we see of Ripley and alien and everything makes her a stronger character, even though she's a vulnerable character, but she becomes even a stronger character by the end of that movie as well. So it's like for him to say stuff like that and, this whole thing of where he's obsessed with just making these goddamn uh, Avatar movies. I mean, I saw the first movie and whatnot. wasn't impressed by it. And yeah, the movie made a lot of freaking money. But how long has it been since we've seen an Avatar movie? And he wants to drop five uh, movies, four and you know, here, that's basically what he's been filming back to back to back is these four Avatar movies. And I'm like, no one cares about freaking Avatar right now. Um, and everything It's like, you used to be a really good director, but I guess it's that whole thing now of you kind of living long enough to see yourself become the villain in a way. And we've been seeing a lot of that happen in recent, but I mean, but during this time period, at least James Cameron was like one of the, one of my favorite directors and the movies that he was putting out at the time were very good movies. And then after, I want to say after Titanic in a way, he kind of starts, you know, falling apart in a way as far as what he was involved with. Cause he got obsessed with Titanic. And then all of a sudden they go from Titanic to freaking like say blue aliens on a, on a faraway planet somewhere. But, um, <laughs> so getting to talking about this movie um the beginning of the movie pretty much is very similar to the original where you have these two um men that are transported from the future of course they're naked and everything it's very like i said it's very similar we have um the t-1000 uh robert patrick he comes back and everything and of course we got arnold as the t-800 um you know, Terminator that we saw in the first one, you know, who was the bad guy and everything in that one, you know, he returns. And so we're thinking like, oh, you know, Robert Patrick is basically going to be what Michael Bean was in the first one coming back to protect and everything. But then it's quickly like, no, it was like, what the heck? 
exactly is he supposed to be because when he kills this guy it's like hmm okay who exactly he's supposed to be he kills a cop and everything and he's able to morph into him but we're still not sure on what exactly arnold is but one of the things i did like about this movie was that how the bad guy of the movie is dressed like a police officer and the good guy is dressed like this biker or I, I i do love that kind of misdirect misdirect dichotomy that they kind of um go with this movie where the good guy is actually the bad guy and the bad guy is actually the good guy um or whatnot so we, we get that throughout the movie um because let's say who's gonna think that a police officer isn't just doing his job you know when he goes looking for john and everything like that you know people don't suspect anything malicious because he's a cop um one thing about this movie too is that we are introduced to john connor because in the first movie we just hear about john and everything and this movie we see him as a little kid so basically um skynet and everything since they couldn't kill sarah before he was born um they decide to come back when he's a kid to kill him and see if they can get rid of him and then that way he doesn't become the leader of the resistance and everything like that in the future and one thing about this movie is that we we spend quite a bit of time getting to know him in the beginning of the movie i mean he's in foster care he's living with these people that you know i you know i would i would like to have seen like how exactly they were allowed to have him and everything and why were they allowed to even have him um and everything because they clearly well i would say at least uh todd probably didn't care whether or not um he was there or not but i always had this feeling like um the, the stepmom well foster mom i should say she she probably couldn't have kids or anything like that so they they wanted to adopt and todd he just kind of goes along with it, like yeah all right fine whatever and because john is like this rebellious kid and whatnot because of how he was raised up to, up to before he got into foster care you know they can't really control him and everything like this but we like i said we learn a lot about him and we do know that he cares about his mom his real mom as he like to say and everything and he wished he could be with her but he knows that she's crazy because of the fact that she's locked up in a mental hospital because she has this obsession with you know robot machines from the future is trying to kill that tried to kill her and and things like that or whatnot so with this movie we do we spend a little bit more time with john um in the beginning than we necessarily do with sarah um, we get like little bits and pieces of Sarah throughout the beginning of the movie where she's locked up and everything and they're just trying to convince her that yeah she is crazy even though she's like well you know I've been I've been good for six months and you guys said that I could see my son or whatnot and and the piece of trash doctor uh Silberman he like well that is true we did say that but but I don't think you're ready and then she basically freaks out on him and and everything like that and we just see like this vicious side of her how she can kind of flip back and forth and everything like that um let's see here um one of the things about this movie too that i really like is the relationship between john and the t-800 when 
he when they get hooked up because um john and his friend they go to the mall and everything this is back when malls was like really the place to be and where a lot of kids always go to hang out because they always go hang out in the freaking game room at the mall and that's what they do here and while they're there whatnot because at this point in time we see like the bikers you know the terminators are looking for um john but we still at this point in time we don't know which one is the good guy and which one's the bad guy we're kind of leaning towards arnold being the bad guy because of what we saw of him in the first movie but we're still not really too sure about um robert patrick's character and everything as he's pretending to be a cop so you know they both you know kind of come across john and everything um or whatnot and they get into this big fight uh, and everything and we realize that arnold is actually there as the protector and the t t-1000 is the one as the killer the assassin basically and so when they get together and you know whatnot and you know they had this big chase where you know they're on the motorcycles and the moped that john rides around on but Arnold ends up having to save him and they end up blowing up the T-1000 or whatnot. I think, oh, well, that's the end of him. But he comes walking out of the freaking fire because he's liquid metal, basically, and they leave. But we get to spend some time with John and the T-800. And just I like how their relationship kind of forms. And when you find out that this this android was sent back to be his protector and it will never you know, it it will protect him at all costs. Because even these two guys even try to come and try to save him when he won't allow them to go and um about saving his mom. You know, getting his mom out of a uh, mental hospital. So these two dudes try to come over and try to um you know beat up, and he ends up you know getting rid of them. And he shows the Terminator. John does. He shows the Terminator like you know there's a better way. You don't have to always kill people. You know, which I always felt like message, right? But like, you don't always have to kill people and everything. He's like, why? You know, everything like this. But I, I just like their back and forth relationship um, in this whole movie. And I mean, I talk about the ending when when we get there. But but yeah, I always one of the thing, one of the best parts about this movie to me is the relationship between John and the the T eight hundred. Um, so like I was saying, they decide to go break out Sarah from the mental hospital because basically they need her help. And plus it'd be good to have, you know, John wants his mother back. Right. So they decide to go to the hospital to break her out. But the T T 1000, he already goes there and he's trying to get, you know, get to Sarah. So it's almost like a cat in my, like, who's going to get to Sarah first but at the same time sarah has her own plan because she's planning on breaking out anyway so it's like all three things kind of converge on each other with sarah's own personal escape as well as the t-1000 and john and the t-800 coming to you know rescue her and that's when you know they once again they kind of had this whole you know crazy melee fight whatnot um and this is where we see where this T-1000, he, he can transform into like knives and stuff like that and or whatnot. And it's just this whole getaway that you do. And I know the Simpsons a long time ago, they spoof the part where they're getting away in the car and the T-1000 jumps onto the back of the car and is hanging on. And then they finally get him off or whatnot. But I know the Simpsons has spoofed that and a couple other 
movies have kind of spoofed that over the years and we see how like even though there was a piece of him still like hanging on to the back of the car that john he you know unlatches it and tosses it into the street and the t-1000 when he gets up close to it we see it where it just like liquefies and just goes back into his body and everything and it's just interesting how that whole thing operates really and speaking of the t-1000 um robert patrick in this movie even though he doesn't have a lot of lines and everything his he's more actionary in this movie but he just has this look about him where when you first see him you don't think that he's you know a villain or anything but he really has this like menacing way about him and it's very subtle and the fact that from a physical standpoint just from looking at him and arnold of course arnold looks like the more physically dominating presence but what this liquid metal thing is it is as strong as if well even stronger really than the terminator that arnold schwarzenegger is which it kind of plays more to like yeah he might be a smaller guy but he's more powerful than this guy who's like built like a brick house basically and everything but i think rob patrick he does a really good job here um as you know the assassin you know terminator really and honestly i would say that he's the second best terminator uh as far as the villain terminators go uh, of course arnold in the first movie still top notch but i would say that he's i would say that he's probably the the second and then after that oddly enough i probably say that um the guy that plays the Terminator in Dark Fate, which I actually reviewed some some time back earlier this year, actually, um, on the podcast. Because I actually saw I was on a plane ride going to Portland. And I watched it for the first time, and I thought it was pretty good. And it's kind of interesting that that character kind of evolved into that character in a way. But, um, but yeah, I think he does a good job in this movie. So, <clears throat> after, after they kind of get away, they need a place to hide out. So, they end up going to, like, <clears throat> one of Sarah's uh, hideouts um, and everything like uh, whatnot that's off the grid with with this uh, Mexican family and everything and whatnot and Sarah she's kind of she realizes uh, that the Terminator you know that he would never do anything to hurt John because he she sees the relationship that they have and everything and in some weird type of way he's the closest thing to a father that john will ever have and this is all kind of like a monologue that she has going on in her head or whatnot and we just see like little things about their relationship because really one of my i would say my favorite scene actually of the whole movie is the whole why do you cry scene she still loves him i guess i see her crying sometimes she denies it totally of course like she got something stuck in her eye Why do you cry? You mean people? Yeah. I don't know. We just cry. You know, when it hurts. Pain causes it? Uh, no. It's different. It's when there's nothing wrong with you, but you're in anyways. You get it? No. All right, my man! No problemo. Because it's just the way Arnold asks it very casual, like, like, why do you cry? 
and and the way John describes it and just how they you know kind of play off of each other and it's very you know it's really a very human scene really um that makes any sense but just because it just has like this natural emotion and it's like he had a genuine curiosity of why do people cry i don't know maybe that's something that was going on in his head that he could never understand because i'm pretty sure in the future where he comes from he's probably seen a lot of people crying and things like that and to him because he doesn't have any emotions or anything like that so it's hard for him to understand it so i'm pretty sure that was one of the things that was going on in his head like why do people actually cry um or anything and of course we do get a you know call back to that towards the end of the movie too which i'll save for that when i get to that um and everything so in the process of them you know trying to get all the weaponry that they need or whatnot sarah decides that you know i'm gonna i'm gonna try and end this whole thing myself before it even gets started too since the terminators want to try and do it from the future i can do it right here in the present i will go and kill the man who is personally responsible for kickstarting this whole thing miles dyson so she decides to go to dyson's house and basically assassinate him you know whatnot and of course she botches it all up and luckily enough john and the terminator show up to stop her from killing him because they actually needed his help to get into cyberdyne you know the company that he works for that you know skynet what whatnot and everything and just the fact that sarah go she kind of goes rogue in a way and becomes this mad woman of whatnot just how she just she in a way becomes a terminator how she's dressed in all black and how she you know tries to kill him in a very tactical way in front of his wife and kid um basically but thankfully the uh, john and terminator show up to stop her from doing it and that's when they decide to get teamed up with miles you know because they at first it's like he don't understand what they're talking about until the, uh they have arnold you know basically cut this flesh off of his arm and reveal the exoskeleton underneath you know the metal and then it's like he wants to you know admit like yeah they found it because what they have um in cyberdyne is the arm from the original terminator from 1984 basically when they did the whole cleanup job in 1984 they was able to obtain that technology and since then they have been you know experimenting and using it to enhance their you know weaponry and things like that because of they're so fascinated with it and all the stuff they're learning for from it and all the technology that they're able to you know create with this thing which kind of sounds similar to what we have if you believe the theory of of you know alien ships or whatnot and that they've been using uh the technology from these alien ships to make a lot of the technology that we have and just slowly but surely they filter it out into you know um society and everything but like i said that's if you believe that story or whatnot but it sounds very similar to that theory um or whatnot so um after the whole thing with dyson at the house they all decide to go to cyberdyne to get that arm and you know basically destroy it they gotta destroy the chips um that's in this thing so they go there they, they're able to get inside and while they're there that's when 
they get um, basically ambushed by the, the cops and the T-1000. He shows up. So they get this whole big shootout. In the process of all that, Dyson ends up getting shot um, and everything. And, I mean, Joe Morton in this movie, he's he doesn't really have a huge part um, in the movie. Uh, he just, like, for this section of the movie. It's not a bad character, but I think it would have been cool if we would have got a little bit more of his character um, and everything. Because even with how they kind of portray Dyson in this movie as well as Janice's and also the television show, I feel like the character in some ways get underutilized in a lot of ways, especially if he's supposed to be the one who helped create and kickstart the whole um, Skynet or whatnot. I think he should be given a little bit more, you know, credit and, and screen time, at least more to find out the inner workings of how his role actually plays into the whole grand scheme of things. Um, or whatnot. So, like I say, so they end up, he ends up getting shot and everything. And Sarah, the Terminator, and John have to, you know, get out of there. And he buys them, um, Dyson buys them some time because he has this bomb that he has. And the SWAT team is about to kill it, but he's like, I can't hold it anymore. And he's breathing. Like I say, when he dies, they end up blowing up, you know, half of the building or whatnot. So we end up getting this crazy chase with the t-1000 he's in a helicopter and he's chasing down um john sarah and t-800 or whatnot they end up crashing he end up getting blowed up in the thing but he gets out of that and he ends up getting into this 18 wheeler so it's, it's almost very reminiscent of uh the chase scene in the first movie um and everything but this time the terminator is a part of it and john is a part of it. but sarah she's been here before with this type of chase and then this little beat up you know, piece of trash, a uh, pickup truck and everything. And the T-1000, he basically hawking them down or whatnot. And I always like this scene because especially when I found out that the stuntman for Arnold actually does this legit, um, where they're in the truck and he's firing. And of course, he he, he needs to reload and everything. So he gets the semi-automatic weapon. He tells uh, them to hold the wheel and he gets out of the out of the car into the back of the bed jumps on runs and jumps on top of the semi truck and gets right into the windshield just starts shooting at the t-1000 and the stuntman in real life you know he actually did that that is that was not fake and it's almost like if he takes one bad step he dies or whatnot but the fact that he he was able to do that stuff and it's a great shot too um watching that so that whole thing happens and they end up going so he basically veers the um semi off of sarah and john's back um basically as they're going towards the whole um factory where just like in the first movie you know things have to end in a freaking factory of some type but this one is like a, a lead works or something and everything and it's funny how they go crashing through the thing. They're blowing the horn, telling people we got the way. And then you got this big semi that's coming in there because Arnold, he ends up flipping the thing over so it goes sliding and smashes. And then he does like a doggone sunset flip off the thing and turn into like a bowling ball almost and goes, you know, getting out of there. And then they basically blow uh, like the liquid metal stuff, fusion stuff, and you know, emergency lights get turned. And they run out of there, the workers do. And everything. So then we get this final showdown with um, 
the T-1000 after he gets put back together after being frozen and then shot shot all up and everything and gets smashed into a thousand pieces basically but he ends up getting warmed back up and he reforms and he finds uh sarah and um the terminator he beats the hell out of arnold uh and everything literally beats the holy hell out of him and, and mangles him all up he loses an arm and you think that when he stabs him through and through with this big metal pipe like that's that's the end of the terminator so it's up to sarah to basically have to save john and and everything but lo and behold the terminator he somehow reactivates himself and he comes back and he ends up killing the t-1000 because he had this um rocket launcher well grenade launcher actually um he has and he shoot he because i always like how it's done in slow motion and he comes up over the little rotor thing and he shoots him and this thing blows him to bits and everything. And he's all mangled, really. Then he go falling down into the freaking fire, the furnace fire or whatnot. Well, the lead works fire, I should say. And then we get that call back to the whole thing of why do you cry? When when the T-800 tells John, he say, I, know, I now know why you cry when he tells him, like, because after they throw in the, um, the arm uh, from the first Terminator, and it's like there's still one more and he points to his own head because he has the other chip and he can't live with them with being all mangled. And, you know, you can see like he's robot underneath and everything because like they've been bashed all to hell, basically. So he starts to lower himself down into the fire. Well, actually, Sarah does it for him because he can't self terminate, as he says. I'm sorry, no! John. I'm sorry. No, it'll be okay. Stay with us. It'll be okay. I have to go away. No, don't do it. Please, don't go. I must go away, John. No! No, wait. Wait, you don't have to do this. Sorry. No, don't do it. Don't go. It has to end here. I order you not to go. I order you not to go. I order you not to go. something I can never do. And I just thought it was like a heartfelt moment and everything because of the fact that like Sarah says early in the movie, like he's the closest thing to a father that John has ever had. And now here he is leaving him he's basically feeling like he's being abandoned in a way so you kind of understand why john is very emotional with this terminator who because one of the things that we that don't really get talked about a lot with this movie is how I, I, I would actually say that this is arnold's best acting job really um especially during that time period this is one of Arnold's best acting jobs. And I always felt like he should have been nominated for an award for this because how he plays it and how you gradually over the course of the movie, you see on the character, how he picks up certain traits of John, who's teaching him to be more human 
and everything. And you start to see more of that. And he even starts to make jokes because even at the end, when he after the T one thousand goes falling over into the um to the fire and everything, and Sarah and John come to help him, he's like, "I need a vacation," you know, anything. It's like because he's now been acclimated to being around people for so long, he starts to picking up their traits and. I would say that like John influence is kind of rubbing off on him. So just imagine if he didn't get all mangled up and everything and they do all this, he probably does live, you know, with them and continue, you know, on living with them and whatnot. And just being John's protector and his dad, you know, father figure basically. Um, and everything. But like I say, Arnold does a really good job in this movie. Like I said, it's one of my favorite Arnold acted jobs like him just as an actor it's like this movie is one of the movies that i can turn to and say you know people don't think that arnold schwarzenegger is a really good actor watch him in terminator 2 because he proves people wrong with that that he can't that he couldn't act with this movie and like i said this was 1991 of course here in recent years there's been a few things that arnold has done with shows like yeah he can really act but this was like one of the first times where it wasn't about him as the big powerhouse guy that he was really known for in movies um this this and probably kindergarten cop to some degree too shows like yeah he could really act um and stuff like that so um to kind of finish this up um now with the way this movie ends you know and everything you think okay that's gonna be that's it it should be it i mean the it, it made sense okay that they didn't actually stop the future from happening with the with the robots because of the fact that that arm was, you know, taken and they was using it for technology. So Skynet still actually happened. But now that they basically stopped it from happening and everything like that, this should have been the end of it. And and to some degree, I kind of feel like, yeah, the franchise probably should have ended with this movie. Unfortunately, it, it did not. And we got Terminator 3, which um it's not the greatest movie in the world but uh it's not the worst either but it's not the greatest either and then of course we got the tv show um that where they kind of screw with the timeline to some degree then we got genesis uh, well we got actually we got uh salvation then genesis and then dark fate and i kind of want to say that dark fate kind of rewrites certain things and everything to where if they do continue with the franchise it's not going to be about john connor anymore so but at the same time i do feel like if they really wanted to have ended the franchise this could have been the point where he ended the franchise and well i know i haven't talked too much about linda hamilton with this one um just to kind of talk about her somewhat um and everything you know she goes through this whole big transformation from last time we saw her in the first movie you know she was this young you know kind of wide-eyed somewhat naive fun happy-go-lucky person and then she goes through this whole traumatic um experience and everything and the next time we see her is now she's this rough and rugged like uh militia uh type of person who takes no crap from anybody and i thought i think linda hamilton does a really good job in this movie and just as sarah connor in general it's too bad they that they kind of got away from her with the whole terminator franchise because i feel like as much as 
Arnold Schwarzenegger is important to Terminator, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor is even more important to the franchise than than Arnold actually is. And in a lot of sequels, it's like they had to find ways to bring Arnold back. And thankfully, you know, with Dark Fate, they do bring Sarah Connor back um, and everything. But it would have been cool if they would have continued on with her through the franchise in some way. I mean, of course, Salvation, they couldn't have really done that because it's about older John Connor. And at that point, Sarah is dead. So, but he does have tapes of her where she's recorded a lot of stuff for him um, in the past for him to have in the future or whatnot. But um, she, like I say, she does a really good job in this movie um, and all the physical stuff that she does. And it's kind of sucks too that she didn't do more action movies um, after this. I mean, yeah, she does Dante's Peak um, and everything, but that's not really action movie is more of a disaster movie but i mean she still it's like after this movie she just kind of she disappears for a while um and everything and it's it's too bad that she didn't have more of a career after this uh this movie um opposed to like at least a good 10 15 years almost because the next time that i really see her in anything after Dante's Peak is um TV series Chuck um that she showed up on playing Chuck's mother um or whatnot and then she kind of does some stuff and then she you know comes back to the franchise of Terminator with Dark Fate which came out last year so um but yeah it'd be like it's like I said it'd be cool if, if we are going to get more of her if they continue the franchise on and everything um, so that's pretty much it for me. Um, talking about the movie. Uh, if I had to rate the movie, I give it a a good four out of five. I mean, it's a near perfect movie for me. Um, it's very enjoyable, very entertaining. If you've never seen Terminator Two: Judgment Day, um, if you've never seen any of the Terminators, I say at least watch the first two, and then you can kind of go with whichever ones you want after that really and those are, but at least the first two movies are very much definite watches and like so this is one of the best sequels um and arguably it is a it's better than the original um there are some sequels that are better than the originals and this one is i would say is better overall than the original movie um so uh if i had to pick a favorite character I would probably have to go with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T-800 just from how he just from how Arnold Arnold's acting is in this movie um is one of the reasons why he's my favorite in this movie because just how he has like this almost like a like he's he's a sponge and he's learning all this new stuff from this kid in a way and how he starts to incorporate some of his personality into his own personality and everything like that. So that's pretty much it for me. Um, I'll be back uh, next week for episode 171 as I'll be doing um, the movie House Party 2, which I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. So it's going to be interesting doing that for the podcast. It's almost like I'll be watching it for the first time without. I mean, I'll say this. There's a few things from that movie that I remember but overall there's a lot that i do not remember about that movie so um that's that should be a fun watch uh and i might have a guest on with me for that episode so you just have to listen to the episode to hear um if i have a guest with me or not 
and everything. If you want to hit me up, of course, you can hit me up on Twitter at JMovieTalk, um, as well as on Instagram at JMT Podcast. And, of course, you can follow the TV Zone podcast on Twitter as well as Instagram as well. Um, and, of course, all of our episodes are on Anchor um, under the TV Zone Podcast Network umbrella um, and everything like that. That is the host site. But, of course, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts podcast addict uh pretty much all of the podcasting uh catch app catchers out there so if you just type in tv's on podcast network it should come up and you'll see all of the different podcasts that's a part of the network that's on there and everything like that um like i said thank you guys again for listening and i will catch you guys next time peace